Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a wonderful day. Very big thank you for all the support on the podcast. Very big thank you for all the support on the art and all the support on the new channel. Thank you very much. Welcome back to another News I Missed, where I go over News I Missed. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. Ripple's important partner and ODL corridor, Bitso, that is B-I-T-S-O, has announced a partnership with AfraChange, an African-Canadian payment system that specializes in remittances. The partnership should help facilitate and optimize money transfers between Canada and Mexico, where Bitso is based. Using crypto technology, the operation between the two companies emerged as a result of the trend, had never heard of this, of trend of Mexicans moving to Canada. Right. According to the source, the number of incoming remittances from Canada to Mexico is more than 140 million US dollars. The partnership should significantly reduce costs to end senders and simplify the overall transaction chain. Uh, AfraChange executives said it did not take long to choose a new partner in the region, which makes sense given Bitso's expertise in cross-border payments, not least because of its close cooperation with Ripple. We get Bitso news quite often, uh, and they're they're working towards making these like extra payment regulated payment corridors. There we go uh, between multiple different countries, usually. Uh, We hear a lot of corridors between Mexico and the Philippines and Thailand, a lot of Southeast Asian countries. This is the first that we're, I mean, it's also the words are a little confusing. It's between Mexico and Canada with an exchange called AfraChange, which would make me believe that it had to do with Africa, but alas, uh, not at all. Yeah, Uh, Bitso's been a Ripple partner for a very long time. This is an article on the screen from 2020. Uh, not the one I was just going over, but this one, you know. Anyway, the point is, um, cool. Nothing too dramatic, if you will. It's more of a, uh, we get Ripple news all the time now. I'm glad that they finally, it took them a couple of years, uh, started doing things in other countries. They were so, you if you weren't here years ago, they were laser focused on just working within the United States and trying to get regulatory approval. And they were kissing every toe and boot that they could. And they still got backhanded. And listen, I I assume that they've learned now. And this is why we keep getting Ripple news every day that they're working in a different country. Because the SEC is uh, special. That's the Ripple with Bitso has partnered with AfraChange to send cross-border payments from... Mexico to Canada and vice versa news. Crazy, no? Yeah. Let's move on. Also in the news, and this just seems to be like the trend kind of right now. On Saturday, Michael Saylor, co-founder and executive chairman of NASDAQ listed business and just a long sentence. Business intelligence company MicroStrategy talked about what his firm is doing to help with enterprise adoption of Bitcoin's Lightning Network. Uh, I believe he was the CEO of MicroStrategy and then stepped down. I think it's been like three or four weeks or something like that at this point. And then he announced he was stepping down because he wants to focus same or similar to Jack Dorsey exclusively on Bitcoin and how to make sure 
that Bitcoin is like hyper adopted around the world. It is worth remembering that... Oh, well, there we go. I should just read a bit further. Oh, no, no, no. This is something else. It is worth remembering that on the 11th of August, 2020, MicroStrategy announced via a press release that it had purchased 21,454 BTC at a price of around a quarter of a billion dollars. And that, I remember when that news came out, I was like trying to... I was like, do you get it? Do you understand what's going on? Michael Saylor uh, said at the time, our decision to invest in Bitcoin at this time was driven in part by a confluence of macro factors affecting the economic and business landscape that we believe is creating long-term risks for our corporate treasury program, risks that should be addressed proactively. And they talk about how many Bitcoin they have, and there's a tweet from him. Fantastic. On the 2nd of August, MicroStrategy released its quarter 2 2022 financial results. The company's press release about its latest quarterly earnings report announced that as of the 8th of August, 2022, Michael Saylor would assume... There we go. That's what we're talking about is four. He stepped down, blah, 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 blah. Where's the other stuff? There we go. So... Uh, here is how Binance Academy explains. Jeez, where's the actual Lightning Network is on the fourth? Okay, Coinbase reporters have spoken. There we go. Jeez, Louise, there was what is all of this? This was this had nothing to do with the actual title of the article. It was just explaining that they did things in the past. On Sunday, CoinDesk reported that Sailor had spoken via a video call on Saturday to an audience at the Baltic Honey Badger Conference in Latvia, and that he had to say this about what the firm is doing with the Lightning Network. Finally, geez. He said MicroStrategy has gotten some R&D projects going on right now where we're working on enterprise applications of Lightning, enterprise Lightning Wallet, enterprise Lightning Servers, enterprise authentication. He also explained why he believes that Lightning has a great future. He said the advantage of Lightning is not just that you can scale up to Bitcoin for billions of people or drive the transaction cost to nearly nothing, but also the ethos of Bitcoin is to go very carefully and not move fast on the base layer without the universal consensus. But in Lightning, you can move much more aggressively developing functionality and take more risks with the applications that you can with the underlying Bitcoin layer. Jeez, what was... 90% of this article was 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 just nothing, was talking about... Anyway, the point is, yeah, uh, you, you may notice the, the trend of everyone talking about Lightning now. I personally think it basically has to do with the Ethereum upgrade 2.0. Ethereum's very much in the headlines these days. And I think this is why we're seeing, this is my opinion. Going over the news for years now, uh, I've noticed that if Ethereum or any other altcoin is getting too much attention, Bitcoin comes roaring back into the news. And everyone's talking about how much better it is, what it can do, how much more functionality it has. You kind of know the whole uh, game at this point. So uh, clearly, many multiple rich people are working on Lightning I assume it'll be a thing in the next couple of years where everyone's basically uh, spending their Bitcoin without even realizing that they're spending it on Lightning. Sure, why not? Go for it. I'm glad that he found a hobby in life because most people retire or step down and they have nothing to do with their lives. So good job, Michael Saylor. Keep working on those applications. Right. That's the uh, enterprise applications of Lightning News. And yeah. Let's moving along. Also in the news, Shiburn, that is Shib, 
and then Burn reported that Shiba Inu enthusiasts have successfully destroyed 1.11 billion. <laughs> it's such a huge number. <laughs> 1.11 billion Shiba Inu through 198 separate Burn transactions in the past seven days alone. Remember when I told you it's like a like a, a, a race kind of at this point. Uh, Shiba Inu, Terra Luna Classic, and what's the other one? There's another coin that's like burning all their coins. Ah, the other one. Uh, Omi, or Ecomi, the coin from Vivi. Burning all of their coins out of existence. And this is why we keep getting these like wonderful astronomical numbers. Uh, it is, if I can remember. Shiba Inu is supposed to hit one cent. Terra Luna Classic is trying to get to a dollar. And Vivi will also at some point logically hit a dollar because... Its previous all-time high was one cent, so we're definitely going to get there. Uh, and they have the top burners of the week. It was Shib- Shibebe. Whoa. It, it literally says Shibebe. One cent and Travis Johnson's Shib Superstore. Okay. Uh, Shibebe's burn event. Wonderful. Uh, one cent's weekly burn event. And community burns over the past 24 hours. Shiba Inu burn news is like... Its own category, it's really weird. You may have noticed like many different times during the course of the week or even in like news I missed. Uh, Shiburn news. Is, I mean, it's you can't you cannot begin to imagine how popular this news actually is. It's the same exact thing like a lot of times uh, you'll notice. It's usually like on a Tuesday or Wednesday, which is kind of weird. We end up getting news that like one whale somewhere bought like 800 billion Shiba Inu and I'm like how what like what what's what has what what's happening behind the scenes that we simply don't know about imagine if you have eight what if you have 800 billion Shiba Inu and it goes to one cent like what it's, it's just crazy crazy numbers so yeah uh we are there's this three main burn coins or the ones that at least keep making it into the news, and Shiba Inu is one of them, and they're, I mean, I think that they'll do it, this is not financial advice, it's simply me telling you my past mistakes, I remember long, long ago, in the the 1920s, when Dogecoin was like 0.00003 or something like that, and the idea of it ever hitting one cent was like, that coin is never going anywhere, And and you all see what happened, so... Yeah, you know, I don't have a time machine, but right. That's the Shiba Inu burn news. That's a lot for seven days. 1.11 billion. That's an astronomical number. All right. Let's move on. Next up, Ethereum creator Vitalik Buterin has an idea for what the state of Bitcoin will look like in 20 years from now. In a new interview with economist Noah Smith, Buterin says that in the medium term, he thinks crypto assets will become about as volatile as gold or the stock market. That is to say, not very volatile at all. You know, 3-4% movements. Moving away from the big bubble and crash phases of the past, especially as we are basically directly correlated with the stock market at this point. The crypto visionary, sure, also says that even though the crypto crypto what could satisfy a few key narratives in the next two decades mainstream adoption is going to be the biggest factor in determining the fate of digital assets he said and i quote if in 2040 
Cryptocurrency has made its way robustly into a few niches. It replaces gold, store of value component. It becomes a sort of a Linux of finance. An always available alternative financial layer that ends up being the back end of really important stuff, but doesn't quite take over from the mainstream. Then the chance that it's going to either disappear or take over the world completely in 2042 is going to be much smaller and individual events are going to have much less of a bearing on that probability. Uh, I don't know if you heard the other day, there were multiple, I don't know why, it's all coordinated. Uh, a bunch of politicians around the world basically announcing that they don't believe that crypto will be banned anymore. And I skimmed through a lot of the articles. It basically has to do with money. Uh, apparently, there's so much lobbying going on around the world that we our heads would spin if we could only understand exactly how much money is being pushed on to other people to make sure that we have hyper-favorable cryptocurrency laws. So the idea of even the U.S. banning crypto, probably close to 0% probability. Looking forward... Buterin says that he has... Con- oh, here's the here's the real kicker. Looking forward, Buterin says that he has concerns about the future security of Bitcoin, with block rewards gradually declining to zero over time. The Ethereum founder says that the mining ecosystem could lose the incentive to keep the network secure. I saw people discussing this on Twitter, and for some reason, I think people didn't get it. They assumed that it was simply an... Ethereum maximalist? Is that a thing? I'm not really sure. Uh, Discussing, you know, how Bitcoin was bad or whatever. The way that you keep a proof-of-work blockchain secure is by proof-of-working on it. By having tens of thousands of computers mining these, uh, you know, uh, the transactions, what have you, keeping the network secure for the incentive of getting Bitcoin. Everyone with me? Awesome. The, The flip side of that is, Uh, We see the mining reward constantly going lower and lower. And the idea eventually is, remember, I think it's by the year 2032. I think that's it. By the year 2032, we will be at 99% of all Bitcoin will have been mined. Meaning over the course of 100 years, it'll take 100 extra years for the next 1% of Bitcoin to be created. The idea that people are thinking about is, By the time we get to that point, what real incentive do people have to continue mining or protecting the network outside of making money? People around the world are mining Bitcoin because they want the extra Bitcoin because they know that it'll become more valuable. So we will have to, one of two things will, will have to happen in about 15 to 20 years. We will either have to have a world where nearly everything is priced in Bitcoin and Bitcoin kind of becomes the US dollar. It is everything. You walk into a store, it's priced in maybe euros, but also in Satoshis. Like the price is always there in Bitcoin. Bitcoin simply is the world economy and therefore you are always incentivized to mine it forever because it is money. Or Bitcoin's hyper popular but it has, you know, we have a, you know, one, two million dollar Bitcoin, but it's still not, you know, uh, it's there all over the place, but it's not the entire economy. Uh, if people lose the incentive to continue mining Bitcoin, Bitcoin might have to go to proof of stake. And that's kind of the big, I mean, once again, we are 15 to 20 years away. So don't get your legs in a bunch. Don't, don't bunch up whatever people bunch up. Uh, But this is a major conversation, especially as we are moving 
rapidly uh, to the Ethereum merge, Ethereum 2.0, and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, what's Bitcoin going to do when the incentive is no longer there? He said a consensus system that needlessly costs huge amounts of electricity is not just bad for the environment. It also requires issuing hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin or Ether every year. Eventually, of course, the issuance will decrease to near zero, at which point that will stop being an issue. But then Bitcoin will start to deal with another issue, how to make sure that it stays secure. Very fascinating. I mean, luckily for us, we are a ways away. I am completely convinced that Bitcoin and Ethereum are at least two of the coins that are really going to make it. Uh, Do not get that confused with other coins that I invest in to make huge amounts of money because there are many other altcoins that I'm investing in because I expect I'll be able to make some good returns. But as of now, as far as staying power, Bitcoin and Ethereum are basically kind of it. Uh, It's just a matter of in the future, once we've made it, made it, you know, what do the blockchains look like? What are the upgrades? What will Bitcoin have to do? If people are like, well, it costs a lot of money and I'm not really getting anything else, will they simply move to another coin? These are the question marks. Yeah, that's the Vitalik Buterin and what he thinks that Bitcoin, essentially Bitcoin, will look like in the year 2042. Yeah. Let's move on. Rightio, I do hope that you've all enjoyed I do hope that you all are having a great day, great morning, great afternoon, great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I do sincerely hope that it is absolutely fantastic. Thank you all once again for watching, listening, commenting, and or supporting. And I will most certainly be talking to you all soon. See you.